Every time I hear someone say like, hey, I think I'm gonna get started in a month or two months or a couple weeks, it's like, uh, no, <laughs> like you need to get going now. Hey there, thanks for checking out the Resume Zero podcast where we talk about looking for work. You know, applying to jobs online can be a long, lonely, demoralizing slog. But at Resume Zero, we provide a structured program and trusted advice to help you get traction in your work search. So not having a concrete timeline for when you want to find your next job can lead to waffling, waiting around, and adding weeks to your search, which is especially problematic given this stuff tends to take much longer than we all tend to think it's going to take when we're starting out. So on this episode, we're going to share with you how you can create a timeline that you can believe in so that you can execute against the things that you need to do and make adjustments along the way and get a better read on when you're actually going to land your next opportunity. Uh, My name is Austin Walker, and I am here today with Ryan Duffy, who is in a brand new recording studio. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it is super official. Uh, super official. I love the wall paneling and uh, the amenities bar you have over there. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. definitely top notch during uh, COVID-19 uh, in 2020. You've made some excellent enhancements. I, I did. I upgraded for sure. <laughs> I uh, I heard you last week and you you sounded so so good, you know, on the podcast. And I thought, it felt like I was talking out of a cave, so I thought I got to change this. So, yeah, well, it, I guess it's all relative. But, um, all right, hey, so like, what's been your experience, either on your work search or talking to other people for their work searches, around this concept of of timelines? It's always interesting going into talking with the different people on their timelines uh, because I feel like it's can be a super wide ranging answer, and it's unique to everybody, whether it's the new college graduate who's coming out and looking for a job. It's the married couple whose wife works and, you know, they've got double income or had that. They're a little bit more of a comfortable situation or you've got situations where it's like, Hey, I'm money is super tight and I've got a finite period of time, you know, to go find a job. Uh, that kind of, at least in my experience kind of covers the gamut of, Everybody that would um, that that deals with timelines. Yeah, it definitely there, there's a span, right? Like I'm very dependent upon your situation. You know, no standard rule for like one size fits all for everybody. But you know, if if you don't have you know cash in the bank, or if you don't have cash coming in, that that definitely lends itself to a more aggressive work search, I might say, or <laughs> ramps things up a little bit yeah. um, or, or being more lenient on your criteria or, or something like that. Yeah, for sure. And I think you and I have both talked to people on both ends of those spectrums. And, you know, I, I think today what we really want to talk about is just kind of what those conversations have looked like and then setting forward a goal, uh, depending on your situation. So, yeah. So like in the conversations that you've had with people, you know, I I can imagine, you know, kind of like in the personal finance world, like looking for work is not something that has like a standard playbook that gets taught to everybody, you know, as part of their um, (laughs) either high school education or university education, even though these systems are supposed to prep us for life. Right. Sure. Uh, Having a structured plan for like how you go find work so that way you can sustain life by paying your bills and buying food. is, isn't always taught like, uh, in the typical curriculum. But so, so when you're talking to people, Ryan, like are most people coming in with a timeline? Are they like hitting the ground running or like what, 
what are conversations with the people you're talking to? How, what are they coming in with? You know, just to give everybody a starting place. When I look back at my search, I don't think I had, I don't think I took the time really to sit down and say, hey, here's my timeline. Um, I just thought like, hey, I got to go find a job. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm married. I have a mortgage. It's just kind of like put my head down and try to find a position as soon as possible. And quick question. Hey, did, did you have savings? I did. I did at that point. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember how many months savings that you had? Like I, I think typical is like, or not typical, but I, I've read, I think like Dave Ramsey's recommendations, like you get like a six month, um, you know, emergency fund built up or anything like, did you have any read on that or, or were you just like, Hey, I've got some, the dollar, the, the dollar count in the bank is not zero. So I'm okay. <laughs> I can't exactly remember the exact amount, but I, I do know that I had a, just that mentality of like, I got to go find something, um, as soon as yeah, possible right now. Yeah. Right now, yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think one, one thing that you and I have talked about just as, as we start to engage with group or people about starting this off, I think one thing that you've mentioned that you've started to do is to incorporate asking people you know, on the front end, what their timeline is. Cause I think that that is really important. And I think it's important. People will, the obvious answer is as soon as possible. I think evaluating everything and that can definitely uh, change the trajectory. Yeah. The aggressive nature of, of how you go about a job search. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you feel like the quote as soon as possible is a healthy answer? It's hard to say. I No, I mean, I know that that, that just puts more pressure, you know, on you that you already have for me at least. Uh, and you sort of hang and fall with every disappointment, you know, that, that comes along the way. Um, so I, I know today what we'll, we'll share is kind of like a, just a very standard outline schedule to kind of show, walk people through, okay, I've allotted, you know, this amount of time for getting ramped up and networking and so forth. Um, and I think that that is, that's such a simple thing, but I think it, it definitely helps. And I think as you mentioned in the opener, just that would be that the biggest takeaway for me is that it takes longer than you expect. Uh, like yeah. most things do. <laughs> I mean, to, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the truth. It's, you know, the unfortunate or not the unfortunate thing, but it's just kind of how the world works is, you know, when you're, when you have a job, you are working for someone else, whether that be, you know, your end customer directly and they're paying you or you're uh, supporting a software system and the person that owns that software system has hired you to, you know, support that thing. You know, you're, you're working for someone else. We all are. And, you know, when you involve someone else, <laughs> things are just a little less outside of your control in terms of like how quickly things get done. Uh, you know, if it's on, if it's on your plate entirely, you know, I'm sure people that have a high capacity to work and a big drive and could put their nose to the ground and just go find the next thing and book it. But the reality is that there's some of this stuff just takes time to develop trust, you know, on the hiring side to say like, Hey, understand what this person does. We like them. We trust them enough to be willing to bet on them that they can come in and, and help us out. But I, I agree it, you know, it, it always takes longer than you think. Yeah. Every time I hear someone say like, Hey, I think I'm going to get started in a month or two months or a couple weeks. It's like, uh, no, like, no, <laughs> like you need to get going now. Uh, cause 
it's the those first several weeks. I know for me, you know, it's, it's just clunky. Like it's not like you hit the ground running full sprint or at, um, you know, 80 miles an hour. Like it's it just takes time to fall over yourself and figure out what works for you and, and get things going before you like really hit your groove. Well, and, and as we both know, there's there's so many things out of your control in this process. You know, there's, you know, in our in our official pre-podcast meeting, I mentioned. Oh, yeah, the, 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 uh, the pre-show call. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We just mentioned some of the things that the timing of it all of if you lose your job in the fourth quarter and you've got the holidays, that's hard. Uh, or mm -hmm. if you're an entry level position and you're coming out in the spring and you've got a bunch of new college graduates that you're going to be competing against for new positions in mm -hmm. May or June, that's hard. And so mm -hmm. there's, there's just all these different factors, whether you've got companies running out of budget money for new hires or hiring freeze or a black swan event like COVID-19, just all sorts of things that contribute against that. So it's to your point, it's just like, you gotta, you gotta get started and probably have a healthy expectation for the process. You know, it, it can be just mentally difficult showing up every day saying, or, or putting the expectation on yourself that I need to find a job today. You know, the, the reality is like you, you can't show up and go from nothing and meet someone and then hire you and you start and you get paid like all in a day like that. It's like, you know, if you're if you're dating someone and you you date them for a while and you eventually ask them to marry you and they say yes. And and then you get married and you have a happy marriage, you know, that, that, like that just takes time. And yeah. if you did find someone that was willing to say yes on that first date and marry you, you probably don't want to be married to that person because they're crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, well, just for perspective, like in my own example, I, I think in the fall of 2016, lost my job, I want to say in April, I believe. And then really May through September is when I had all of my meetings and I met the the guy that I, I now work with in September over coffee. Uh, uh -huh. we, we met multiple times and I ended up going to get real estate license in the middle of all that, I think right around Thanksgiving. And uh, actually, I think I got hired right before Thanksgiving officially, but I couldn't start until uh, January 1. So, you know, looking at that timeline from April to January 1, that, that was that's a realistic timeline, you know, for me. Um, and all the things that had to fall into place, licensing, all the all the 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 official paperwork of getting a new hire onboarded, all that stuff. Yeah. So let me just sorry, you went it was April you first started your transition? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yep. So then you go to November and you've you've actually met and entered into conversations and probably feel good about like, hey, I think this might work out. So so that alone there is like six, seven months, right? Yeah. Yep. And then you have, and then you have, um, you know, the, the time frame to when you start, which is another like two months, right? No November, December. Yeah. And then I, I don't know what your financial arrangement is, but like, I don't know, like Ryan, I don't know if you're like commission only or commission plus base or, or what it is. Cause you're in, you're in the brokerage real estate world. Like, so I think that's, a, that's just another key, not that you have to disclose that right now, but I think that's just another key thing <laughs> to remember for people who are looking for work is that, um, you know, your start date does not always equate to when the cash hits the bank, right. you know, in, in a typical 
salaried role, like W-2 professional role, you know, you'll be seeing a, a paycheck every two weeks. And so if you start right after the last paycheck, you still got two more weeks till the bank, till the cash hits the bank. You know, if you're in more, um, if you're more like a manufacturing or like a logistics type of role, you might get that like every week, but there's still that little gap there uh, at the end. For, for me, I guess I, I took a little bit of time and just hashed out what I, when I was starting my work search, I was like, you know, like we've talked about on previous podcasts, like, oh no, I have to go find a job. Like I have to get going. <laughs> and, you know, I, I laid out a rough timeline of like, okay, I'm going to take a week to kind of prep to get together a list of people that I can talk to companies that I might want to go after. I'm going to say, Hey, I'm going to have about a month of meetings. I'm going to say, Hey, there's just going to kind of be a gap of a month in there. I'm going to say it's going to take me two months to interview because the, the types of positions that I was going after, I didn't feel like were like, I would say they were very high trust positions as opposed to more the volume positions. Uh, So I, I slated like, I don't know, two months. You know, if you think like you're going to go through three, four rounds of interviews at a company, uh, you know, maybe there's a week and a half between each of those interviews if the scheduling is bad, uh, two weeks if the scheduling's bad, maybe. And so that's like eight weeks right there. And I thought, like, you know, maybe if I got an offer, I would have a week to do the negotiations. And what I didn't think about after that was like between negotiate between like signing the offer letter and your start date, there's a gap there. And, you know, on the fastest side, you know, it's probably going to be two weeks on the slower side, maybe in your end, it's more like two months. And then there is that two week gap of getting paid. So all in all, I kind of looked at it and said, you know, I kind of think this is going to take six months, (laughs) you know, between four to six months. And what was, I mean, I can say the things that were helpful for me is like, I, I then was able to turn around and look at our bank account. Um, and figure out if I needed to go get a temporary job, you know, maybe a more uh, temporary staffing thing just to like bring some money in to hold us over. But it also let me look at it and say, like, okay, if I don't have like something that I feel really good about by five months, I need to like drastically change my expectations, you know, start being less, uh, not, not less picky, but just be open to more things that maybe aren't exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, kind of setting that tripwire uh, so that way I can be... <laughs> you know, kind and loving to my wife and provide for our family. Yeah. Like, I don't want to fork those things over in trade for, no, I have to find the exact specific job that's going to fulfill me and give me meaning in life and help me feel so good about myself. Um, There's just like a balance there that I knew at some point I had to trade off. You know, at the beginning, I can try to be selective and go after exactly what I want, but there needed to be a date like four months, five months for me. Uh, it can be anything for other people, uh, but there needed to be a date where I became more uh, open to other things. Uh, so I'll, I'll stop there and, and hand it back to you. So w- did you get that far to the point of saying, okay, if I hit that five month mark, I need to expand my options and go look for anything? Or was it just, hey, I need to like kind of lower my expectations for the type of role, just something that brings money in the door that maybe gives me the flexibility to continue my job search and networking? Or how did you look at that? Or did you even get that far? Yeah, good question. I I did not get that far. I think through, you know, I should probably, it'd probably be a good idea to go back and look at my calendar and see how all these things played out. But I think pretty early I got connected to the company I'm at now. Uh, And, but those discussions, you know, took the course of maybe 
three, three months or something like that. And it could, sure, it could have fallen through and would have been like, that's okay, because I've been pursuing several things. You know, I'm not, I'm not stopping my search just because I have one that I feel good about. Uh, then I was pursuing another opportunity, which, which I actually took the other opportunity before coming to the company that I'm at now. Uh, and, and that I think surfaced, I think maybe like three months in, maybe four, uh, cause I think I started there. Gosh, I need to go look. I, I think I started there between four and five months after I started my work search. Cause I really kicked things off in earnest in January. And I think I, I started at the company in um april may or june somewhere somewhere in there which is actually pretty good that's all things considered that's a pretty strong timeline i felt like it worked out well but i know that's not the timeline for everybody i mean i spent a lot of time uh, at the consulting firm i was at previous to trying to start the business that didn't quite get off the ground unfortunately um the one of my favorite clients was at a uh a staffing firm in logistics and manufacturing, a a large staffing firm that had offices and clients across the nation. And that was in a lot of ways, a speed game. Uh, You know, a company needs people to help pack boxes or drive trucks or on the upper side, you know, process books, you know, things like that. Yeah. And that was a uh, very fast turnaround for taking someone from, Hey, we we just met you to like, okay, you're going to go to work over here. You know, like, in, in the, in the weeks. And I imagine in some places you could probably find stuff in the days. Like it's, uh, there are options out there for people who need something literally right now, just because you don't have cash in the bank to essentially finance several months of no work. Doesn't mean you can't go get a job somewhere and finance your, your job search through other means. Uh, You just kind of have to trade some time working somewhere to get that income. So that way you buy yourself some runway to, to explore, and continue to connect with people. Well, I think this kind of rolls up this this you know, timeline that we've discussed today kind of encapsulates a lot of the previous episodes and sort of the building blocks that we've put in place, you know, how to set up meetings, uh, how to schedule them, the follow-up, all of that that kind of plays into this timeline. And it this doesn't have to be a complicated thing. I think it's very couple of bullet points of just putting some ballpark timeframes together you know, how long is it going to take me to, to prep to kind of get everything kind of teed up and get my elevator pitch together? And how long am I going to tentatively plan meetings? How many meetings a month or a week am I going to try to plan? Am I going to allot four or six weeks, however long for interviews, negotiations, all of that? So I think that all, all of that is it's important just to kind of, and we all know that those that's a moving target. Those timelines are going to change, but I think it's important just to kind of lay it all out there and say, realistically, knowing that everything takes longer than expected, here's what here's what I'm looking at and line that up with cash flow and everything else you got going. Yeah, cash flow. That's a fancy word there, Ryan. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll wind it down if you have any other parting thoughts. But you know, it is it is so much help to have a plan, even if you know that plan is not going to turn out exactly as it's as it will you know, in the future, but taking a few minutes to put together, Hey, here's what I, here's how long I think it's going to take, you know, based upon some general assumptions. And if it does take that long, I'll be okay. That gives you guardrails to say along the way, if I start to drift out of this pattern, I now know, Oh, 
I need to make some adjustments because now my original assumptions proving out to be a little bit incorrect. And so you you kind of plan the work uh, and work the plan like as you go. But having a plan, you know, just one that you can believe in uh, gives you a good baseline as you go to figure out, hey, I'm still on plan. I think this is still going to work out. Yeah. Or, hey, I'm off plan. This isn't going to work out. I need to make adjustments, whether yeah. that's based upon, you know, cash actually getting in the door or you just feeling like, you know, to be a responsible human, I need to go find a job in, in X months or I would be kind of, you know, sandbagging a little bit. So, yeah. Uh, you have any other other parting thoughts before we go? No, I thought that was a good kind of recap of it all. I, I uh, hopefully today we've kind of outlined just our own experiences and how, as, as we all know, things just take longer. And I think putting something simple in place like this will help just put things in perspective and, and knowing mm-hmm. that some of the, the hardest things about this is just that it's not, not your timing. Um, a lot of things have to fall into place. So hopefully, uh, this helps put some structure to it. Yeah. I can very wildly a couple days, maybe a couple weeks in the, in the temporary staffing world up to, I'm sure some executives way above me spend a year on, you know, without work, just trying to find the really, I don't know how many figures those people get paid, but, um, you know, really, really major worthwhile, uh, role. So, all right, so let's go ahead and wrap things up. So if this content was helpful for you guys, uh, please consider subscribing to this podcast. We have more content like it. So today we talked about how not having a concrete timeline for when you want to find your next job can lead to waffling, waiting around, and ultimately add, well, I guess, days, weeks, or months uh, to your work search, depending on uh, what you're looking for, your cash position, you know, what you deem to be responsible, which is particularly prog- problematic because this stuff often takes longer than you think it's going to initially because a lot of it is just outside of your control. So on this episode, we talked about uh, creating a timeline you can believe in, you know, starting with your prep, initial meetings. Uh, negotiations, your start date. uh, So that way you can execute against your work search, uh, do the things you need to do and make better adjustments along the way and get a better read on when you're actually going to land your next opportunity. So this is the Resume Zero podcast where we talk about looking for work. Applying to jobs online can be a long, lonely, demoralizing slog. But at Resume Zero, we provide a structured program and trusted advice to help you get traction in your work search. So uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. We hope to talk to you next time. Uh, I'll catch you later.